What's going on? You are now plugged into the super good, the podcast. My name is Mr. Devin Jahan. Instagram at underscore Devin Jahan of Channel Happy Hour. Instagram at Channel Happy Hour. Click the link in the bio so you can watch um, an amazing episode that I put together. Episode five entitled We Said What We Said, Black Lives Matters. Um, it's just a video that I wanted to put together so you could kind of see a visual and then also just me um, expressing how I've been feeling during this time. So, I mean, I've been getting pretty good response. So I want you guys to go out and enjoy. Again, that's Channel Happy Hour, YouTube channel, episode five. We said what we said, Black Lives Matter. Now enjoy the rest of this super good podcast. Super good in this bitch. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message the here, main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. I can't Trade my 4x4 for a GC3, ain't no more free little I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again, I even told him please I find it crazy, the police to shoot you and know that you dead but still tell you to freeze Fucked up, I seen what I seen, I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe It's too many mothers just grieving, they killing us for no reason Been going on for too long to get even, throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas I went to court and they sent me to prison, my mama was crushed when they said I can't leave First I was drunk then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to leave. He got a license plus we just some products of our environment, how the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart, I ain't really in the face. Fuck though, the way that we living is not getting better, you gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my lovers to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive, overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign, seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on, I boost security. Up in my home, I'm with my kind of they right or they wrong. I call him now, he'll pick up the phone and it's five in the morning. He waking up on it. Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming. I see blue lights, I get scared and start running. That shit be crazy, they post to protect us. Swords and handcuffs and arrest us. Why they go home at night, that shit messed up. Knowing we needed help, they neglect us. One of them who gon' make them respect us. I can see in your eye that you fed up. Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up. They know that we a problem together. They know that we can storm anywhere. That's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come at that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, got put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my countries I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupt the police, been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercations with the law, had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope But I'm telling my my youngest to vote. I did what I did because I didn't have no choice and no hope. I was forced to just jump in and go. This bullshit is all that we know, but it's time for a change. Got time to be serious, no time for no gang. Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains. God bless they sold every one of them names. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead start here. We done had a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They training officers.
just the killers Then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets They regular people, I know that they feel us These scars too deep, they heal us What happened to COVID? Nobody remember, it ain't making sense I'm just here to vent It happened to one of your people, it's different We get it, the system is wicked Just learn how to pick it Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness I know that I'm gifted, I won't go too deep Cause I'm scared they'll get me Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention It's people who can, well here's the chance I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe Must not be breathing the air that I breathe You know that the way that I bleed, you can bleed I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood know I try to keep peace So it's only right that I get in the streets March for a reason, I just on GP How people die for us to be free Fuck do you mean, this was a dream Now we got the power that we need to have They don't want us with it and that's why they mad yeah. It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life it Can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere Might as well go ahead start here We done had a hell of a year I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear It's bigger than black and white it's a problem with the whole way of life, it can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Yo, what up, what up, this is King Smoke And you are now tuned into Super Good, the podcast Super Good uh, well, Everybody introduce themselves, we back at it Hey y'all, we back, it's Day Hey, it's your boy Kevin Lamar all right, I want to shout out Devin Jahan. Thank you for the intro you just gave us. Um, be sure y'all go check out Happy Hour Podcast, the Happy Hour on uh, YouTube. Um, he had a powerful video that he put together and put out. Um, well-spoken words and giving his take on what's, what's going on right now. Um, so the title of this, <coughs> excuse me, title of this episode uh, said, We Said What We Said, Black Lives Matter. So um, it was a really dope video he put together. So we want to make sure that, you know, everybody get a chance to go check it out. Like and subscribe, um, give them some feedback, and just support um, at the end of the day. All right. So we're going to jump right into it, man. There's so much going on. Um, you know what I mean? Like, stuff just don't stop. You know, we get something new every day, it seems like. Um, and, it, and it's continuing the conversation um, that we had from the last episode. So uh, I'm going to let a day start us off with what this iceberg is going to be for this week before we get into the topics yes so the icebreaker for this week um it's just like it has been a lot going on and i feel like a lot of us or some of us have been um making changes or stating that we are going to start committing to do certain things um so i just wanted to know um what is something that you guys have either changed uh committed to or stated that you're going to do differently to support this movement and continue to stress that Black Lives Matter. Hmm. You can go ahead and tie it out one first, bro. Um, well, I've always been kind of like into like uh, black clothing lines and stuff like that. Black-owned clothing lines, so it's a lot. Like in our area, it's a lot of clothing lines that we can. That's really at our disposal, like right here. So uh, I would say continuing to support them. Also, uh, lately I've been doing research on uh, black-owned businesses uh, or black companies, where I think like probably like in the last couple of weeks there have been a lot of people posting. Uh, black-owned businesses, like people that do hair care products, candles, uh, food, like just all through like Instagram. So uh, 
just being like ladies just being aware of like who who's doing what <clears throat> and like what's at what's at our disposal instead of us going out and giving these other races our money. So um, okay. Trying really honestly, I've just been trying to educate myself um, on everything. You know what I mean? Like it's like you said, it's so much going on. There's so much that that uh, happens that you know if you let your emotions take over 100, percent you'll just be angry all the time. So I'm trying to educate myself on what's going on. I mean. Um, beyond, you know, what we get from the news and trying to really figure out, like, how things are so different in different places. Um, you know what I mean? Um, that's really it. On a personal level, outside of that, more like, to make it more personal, I've just been trying to um, build up our, our youth. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, the 2020 class, the graduating class of 2020, I've been going to, like, every send-off, not send-off, every drive-through uh, drive by that I've been invited to. I've been going just to congratulate them and show love to them. Um, so I truly believe that if we really want this to change it, it's going to be in their hands. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to do my part as far as reaching out to them, letting them know I love them, let them know that they're important to what we got to do. Um, and educate them too, because some of them are really, really uh, far behind on why this is so important. Um, so, you know, that's really all. Not all, but that's the biggest thing I can think of that I've been trying to change uh, to better help what's going on and what we're dealing with. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I've I've made a commitment to do um, a lot of different things. One being um, like starting to support Black businesses. Like we could talk about, I can't really explain later, but for me, supporting Black businesses was like, it, it, it's still kind of tough, but uh, for several different reasons, but that's kind of like a topic later on that we have on here to discuss, so I'll go into it more. But um, just committing to do that, support Black businesses, and because um, I do know that like money is power. And if we keep our money, you know, within our community, uh, I mean, things aren't going to be perfect, but I definitely feel like we will, you know, see a change in some things. Um, the other thing is I've been making the commitment to, like, continue to keep things or, like, keep this movement alive. So instead of, like, posting, like, little dumb stuff on social media, I mean, sometimes I still go back to posting my own personal, like, whatever I would usually post, but definitely try to um, make at least one post if not more throughout the week about, you know, keeping this movement alive and supporting black businesses and just things that we can be doing to educate ourselves to make this whole thing better. So. I like that, especially the posting. Like I, <clears throat> I don't post a lot anyway, but yeah. um, I really, ever since Blackout Tuesday, um, I really felt like we put a lot of nonsense on social media as far mm -hmm. as things we post and things we glamorize. So um, I've been trying to, again, I don't post a lot, but I've been trying to make sure I refrain from, like, pointless posts. Right. Um, so if, I, if I'm going to post something, it's either going to be, it's definitely going to be positive, 
And if I can make it inspirational or motivational, I can. But I definitely feel that watching what you post stuff a little more closely now than maybe we did before. Yeah. Because um, I feel like social media has a lot to do with, like, I feel like kind of like where we're going or, like, what's happening and what we're going to do. I feel like the more we continue to see these posts, the more we feel, like, obligated to, like, follow the trend of making sure we're still sticking to getting things done for right. our communities. Um, so I feel like as soon as we go back to posting, like, whatever nonsense we would post, like, it will just kind of fall off. And we'll just be back to where we started until the next killing. So <laughs> that's sad that you gotta say that like that. I know it's it's sad, but it's sad. <laughs> and I mean, it, it jumps right into what we want to start off with this week of Ghana being another killing. Um, so over the past weekend um, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Rashad Brooks, twenty-seven years old, only twenty-seven. So right now. Our framework, you know, one of our brothers, as far as being close in age, um, was gunned down outside of a Wendy's by two police officers um, for no, <laughs> for no just reason, man. And it's another instance of whatever it is that he did doesn't mean that he should have been killed. Um, so it's like, when when will they get it? You know what I mean? Like. When is when is enough really enough? Do you think they get it? How does this make you feel? Because you know we were still trying to recover from not even recover really, but trying to cope with what had happened with George Floyd, and then here this happens. You know, so what's your thoughts on on another man being gunned down? Um, I mean, you got it. Um, I mean, I think to answer your question about when is enough, when do you think they'll get it? I think I think it's gonna take a while because I feel like this country has just now started to I guess like hold officers accountable. And I feel like they're gonna to have to see that many officers are being punished or sentenced to jail or whatever, lose their jobs in order for them for it to actually click. I think if enough of that happens, then I think they'll, I, of course, it's still going to happen because, you, you know, you still got these police officers that just don't give up. But I think the numbers should definitely decrease um, once we start holding the officers more accountable. Um, go ahead. Are you good? Go ahead. But to just speak on the whole issue, I mean, the whole, how everything went down, it's, I don't know, it's like, I want to say, well, you know, it could have played out differently, and maybe this would not have happened. But then it's like, we've seen it play out differently, and somebody still ends up dead. And then it's like, okay, even though it played out the way it played out, like, you shouldn't have felt threatened to shoot somebody that's running away from you. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. How could you be threatened for one with a taser? I can't tase you unless I'm all up on you. If I'm (laughs) running the opposite way, what what am I going to do? And then I didn't also like how they tried to portray it as like, oh, he took, he just took the taser or took something of the officer like no 
he the officer had the taser out tasing him and he like took it to try to stop him from tasing sound like he just was like drunk and being goofy and took right. his taser and was trying to tase him like no they were tasing him and he tried to take the taser away see yeah, because i didn't even hear that part so that's news to me that that was the yeah yeah because i saw that they had the video on the news today and you could see like the police officer had the taser out tasing him and he was like trying to stop him from from tasing him and I think that's probably when he got possession of the taser but it's like bro you feel th- threatened by a taser for real like the two that you use all the time all the time okay. it's, non- it's non-lethal too so it ain't gonna kill you that's crazy and he wasn't trying to use it like they really? said he took the taser they didn't say oh he took the taser and then attempted to no, he was running away. So I don't, I'm over it. Like, they. Like, my thing is, like, with, like, like they said it. What is it going to take for them to really get it? Is I think it's going to take numerous of, like, like, multiple, like, officers going to jail. Like, I'm talking about like first degree murders, like getting that 25 years of life and understanding like you're not always the the judge, the jury, and the executioner when you out there. Like you are supposed to be serving and protecting, but it's like it's like I don't know. It's like a lot of police officer police officers have lost sight of that, like. Because my thing is, somebody posted uh, about the dude that shot up the church in Charleston. And it was like, you know, legit. Like, he walks up in the church killing, like, nine people. The police take him to Burger King. Where, you know, police run into people that's drunk and stuff like that. The dude dude even said, you know, I can walk home. If it was like... If it was that serious, the police or the police fellas know that, you know, we're going to have to lock you up. Like, bro, like, you don't have to always lock somebody up in certain situations. But with that, it's like, they, they like, the, the police officer made his mind up. He was like, he got a taser. He pointed at me. I'm going to shoot and kill him. You don't got to shoot and kill people all the time, bro. There's white people out here pulling guns out on y'all toting guns around y'all, but y'all not scared of them. Oh, but if somebody of color have a weapon and stuff like that, oh, y'all high alert. Y'all fear for y'all lives. Like, it's funny how that fear for my life shit always get thrown out there when it's somebody of color. But when it's a white person, like, oh, no, Johnny, put the gun down. No, they light your ass up. And But that's what we got to understand. And until then, it's like, somebody said something. It was like, they're not going to be satisfied until it's really people out here that's gonna be gunning down police officers just because. Just because they got a bag on. He's sitting there trying to paint the police officers as heroes and stuff like that. Like, oh, he had a family. Well, y'all killed multiple people that had families. I didn't think about that at that time. But they're not gonna get it until these police officers that are involved in these shootings start getting prosecuted, sentenced to like life straight up they're not gonna get it until then 
is like is is like how can I say it? You gotta like you gotta put fear in their eyes now. You gotta you gotta make them think like, all right. I told him to reach for his wallet. I know he have a gun on him. I'm not gonna shoot him unless I'm threat. I'm actually like threatened by a weapon. For the uh, what's the name Castro? That that uh, what's the name? The dude. Uh, Land, yeah. Police officer told him to reach for his wallet. Knowing he had a gun on him, you tell him to reach for his wallet. Mm, you shot him because you wanted to. You should have went a different route with doing that. Told him to stop out the car, disarm him, get the wallet, go about your procedures or whatever y'all gotta do to figure out what's going on. But no, you tell him to reach for his wallet, knowing he got a gun on him. Stupid. You should get fired for that. That's 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 bad judgment on your part. That ain't his fault. He's he, he's doing exactly what you tell him to do, but you desire to shoot him. So it's gonna take one of these situations with police going to jail. They gonna have to. It's gonna have to be a, a nice sentence on their head, straight up. Yeah, and I yeah. think like right now. Even though, like, you know, George Floyd just happened and everything like that. And I know people are probably like, well, this dude, you know, the police officer that killed him, um, he's already lost his job. And, you know, I don't know if he's in jail or if he got off on bond. Like, I don't know all the details to that. But I know some people are probably saying, like, is is that not enough? But, like, you got to realize they haven't, like, gave him a sentence yet. So, you know, police officers are probably, like, thinking that he going to get off or not do a lot of time. So I feel like if they really stick it to him like they should, then I feel like that will then start to set the trend and then they'll make an example out of him. Yeah, I I agree. I I feel like it's going to take a a solid conviction Uh, because, you know, we get charges all the time and – they found not guilty on this and not guilty on that. And mm-hmm. they might not return to the force, but they get to live their life, you know, scot-free, basically. So it's going to take a conviction. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know how, how much the public can force that because at the end of the day, we don't control what a judge is going to say or do, no matter how much we protest, unfortunately, until, you know, we get the right people in place that honor the same code that we follow. Um, but with, with, uh, Rashad Brooks, you know, I when I first heard it, to be honest, I thought it was fake because I was like, there's no way. There's no way that, you know, these cops did that on the on the heels of everything that's going on. It's like, it's impossible. Then, you know, obviously I realized it was real. And so getting some, you know, story about it. The issue with these officers, and I think we're getting into it later, is they, the, the training is, you know what I mean, like, is off base. And the only way that I could venture to accept it is if they stop giving it to the public one way, because we know it as protect and serve. That's what we know it as the police responsibility. And that ain't what we're getting. The way it seems is if they're trained to serve as far as being a disciplinarian in the streets. Because what I saw was he admitted that he had a couple of drinks, it was his daughter's birthday. He was about to go see her or pick her up or whatever. And he said, I don't even, I don't even got to drive. 
I don't want no problems. You know, I, I'll walk. Mm-hmm. And the cop going to ask him, why would it be a problem if you drove? Bitch, he just told you. He he t- he telling you without you know giving you verbatim like yes sir I'm drunk he like yeah I'm I'm not in the right state to drive and so the protect and serve part I thought about like this in a couple different ways this kind of gone in no way should he have been shot and killed mm-hmm. um, you could have let him walk but if you and I talk about this with my sister if you if you think that you know him walking he's gonna be a danger to himself or others then you could have drove him. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, well, how far is your sister? Oh, it's a block away or it's a mile away. Okay, we'll take you. And even if you were to take him home, even if I, I personally feel, if you would explain to him, like, you know, even though we're going to get you a ride home, we still have to put you in cuffs while you're in the car, you know, for the safety or whatever, whatever. As soon as we get you to your house, we'll release you out of the cuffs. I don't think, I don't personally think he would have had a problem with that if it was explained to him like that. Right. Now, we don't know, but that's just my personal thought. Two, <laughs> The way it did play out, one one, you got upset because he 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 beat y'all in the scuffle. Cause y'all tried to scuffle him. He got he got out the scuffle. And then he ran away. You have his car. His driver everything. You have his car. So let him run. We're gonna we're gonna run the plates. We're gonna get his <laughs> we can get all the information. We pull up at his at his home. And we handle whatever it is that needs to be handled there, whether it's issuing a citation, whether it's, you know, giving them, arresting them for evading the police, whatever it is. You don't have to shoot him to stop him from running away. He is scared. When people run away, they're scared. So what are you shooting him for? I don't, I don't understand what they think they get by stopping a man in his tracks by shooting him in the back. And he fell asleep at the Wendy's. The car is parked. You have his car. Even if you put a boot on the bitch, and he, when he came back to get in the morning, he couldn't drive it. Whatever, there's so many other things you could have done to, you know what I'm saying, have him penalized for being public, publicly intoxicated because you can't even prove that he was driving under influence because you didn't catch him driving. So it was just like, there's so many different scenarios, man, in which that should have, could have played out and it would not have resulted in his death. But again, I feel like Kev said, they had the intent to kill um, because it, it seems like it's, it's something that they pride themselves on. And, it, and again, it only seems like they do it when the opponent or the opposing person is of African-American descent. So um, the shit was just crazy. Like, I, I really thought that that shit was fake at first because it's like, it's, it's no possible way to try to just blind to what's going on. But lo and behold, it wasn't. And you know what I mean? They, they did it again. So it's like, where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like, what, what do we continue to do? What do we... Stop doing, you know what I mean? So I, I I don't know. I was really at a loss for that situation. I really couldn't understand how that could happen again. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's like a use and abuse of power. Like, I feel like a lot of police officers, like, they want to be police officers because they want to feel like they have control. They want to feel like they are above the law. They feel like they're above the law. Anytime you come up to me, I'm... I'm parked. I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm drunk and it could be dangerous for me to drive home. So I'm parked chilling. And instead of you doing the thing, doing the right thing to escort me home, you're going to try to pick a fight with me, pick a a little power struggle, power, power battle with me. And then I end up dead. Like, I feel like sometimes things are just taken to an extreme where it could just be easily handled. 
they need to go through some more training. They need to take some. I, I don't know. They need to do something. Because somewhere, some somebody missing it. They missing it. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I've been saying. It's like, my thing is, it's like, it's crazy how, like, all right, for you to be, like, a county police sheriff or whatever, it's like you go through, like, an eight-week, 21-week, whatever, how long it is, training. And then, okay, here you go, your best gun. Well, and that's protecting, sir. But when it comes to, like, people trying to be federal police officers, the people that's trying to, you know, something that's in the law enforcement branch. Not even Forget going to that. To... You got to do four years of school just to be a teacher. Well, that's... And you telling me you doing eight weeks <laughs> well, of training? I, a of, like a lot of these jobs, you have to have a certain amount of experience. You can be an average dude. So I just want to be a police officer. Like, have you ever shot a gun before? You know what? Like, what experience do you have? Like, like, you got people out here that, like, say for instance, people you want to be an FBI agent. You got? Do you have a degree? Like, do you have any experience outside of? Uh, you know, they they want to know these things, and it's like being a police officer is like they just throw you to the wolves. I'm right? like, there you go. With no like. They need to do mental, like mental evals. They need to do. They need to do strict, like just as much. They put in for people to become, you know, going like secret service and stuff like that. They need to do that. People, police, you know, like, what's your background? Huh? Where your people from? Oh, they from where? Oh no, nah, bro, y'all got some some stuff out there. You know, y'all, y'all, you know, it, it, it gotta be deeper than what they're doing. And these, and, and you telling me. Two people can't apprehend one guy. <laughs> and I think it's a lot to say about yeah, I think it's a lot to say about what the police can do and what changes need to be made in law enforcement. We we might have to say that for another another episode. Yeah, it's it's one, a lot. It was one thing I was talking to my my little brother about. Um and I don't know if they do it or how how it's done, but I feel like they should do a field test that is also a psychological evaluation. <clears throat> so, you know, like, I, I mean, I watch movies and shit. I don't know, Kev, you can tell me if it's real or not. But in the military, uh, you see movies and stuff where, you know, um, they go through the simulation of the shooting and, like, random stuff pop up. And, like, a civilian will pop up and you're not supposed to shoot the civilian. And then the bad guy probably supposed to shoot the bad guy. So I said do a, do a you know, a, a field test that is also psychological. So, like, you know, put... 30 people in that joint, 28 of them is, 28 of them is black and two of them is white and find out how, and you know, whatever the objective is, I don't know, you can get creative as you want, but you go through that and that person go up and then you see that you like, damn, you shot every black person out here, but the white person was the one with the gun and you didn't shoot them. Why, why is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you really get to see how people think in the moment. And I said, they need to do that shit when they put in that application. Like, we don't need to interview you. We don't need to do none of that shit until you pass this field test. Because if, if you shooting 28 to 28 and you let you went 0 for 2 with the white one and white one got the gun, then, yeah, there's something wrong with, with your brain. Yeah. But, and, like, I agree with that. I think that is definitely, like, a great, like, exercise that they should do. At the same time, I feel like – I feel like they could beat that. Like, they could play that. 
It's very possible. Because, like, if they know, like, okay, I got to do what I got to do to pass, to to get to the next level or get this badge, like, I know what they're looking for. So I'm not going to do it. Whereas you out in the community by yourself or with your partner, it's like, I'm going to handle this the way I want to handle it versus what I need to do in order to pass this test. And then I think it's another thing like, you know, like in the military, we do, you know, it's, it's not it's not mandatory, but it's voluntary. Like you could do, it's called combatants. Basically, it's you fighting without your weapon. You got to know how to be able to disarm somebody without your gun. Or you got you to gotta use your hands. You gotta know how to put people. I mean, I know they put the they took the chokehold out, but if you if somebody like trying to attack you, you gotta learn how you gotta know how to defend yourself with your hands and not oh shit, <laughs> you know. First thing goes, he ran up on me. He ran up on you. Like <laughs> can't fight, mother. Like see, that's my thing. Like you gotta understand. Like a lot of these situations doesn't cost for somebody to be killed, and that's my issue. It's like. I was talking to a dude on Facebook. He was like, well, if we're threatened, we got to use deadly force. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't, bro. You know you can disarm somebody by shooting them in a, like, if you don't have that accuracy where you can shoot somebody without killing them. But my thing is, they need more training. They need more training. Police need to be able to disarm somebody if it's two of them and one of uh, if it's two police officers and one suspect, you should be able to get that suspect locked in. You know, don't put them in the chokehold now. You know, that seems like they the easiest route to go, but you should be able to, to learn techniques to stop people or like, uh, uh, like detain them. So at the end of the day, I truly feel that it has nothing to do. I mean, it may have a little bit to do, or maybe half. I don't know to do with training but I feel like at the end of the day it's a race thing and all I'm saying is black lives matter so yeah but I'm gonna say black lives matter <laughs> but it's a lot it's a it, it's some solid people out here like like we said all black people ain't criminals all white people ain't racist but listen it's a, it's a few of them motherfuckers that aren't you know what I mean you, you can line them motherfuckers up a hundred of them 99.9% of them, uh, they could be, they could be racist. They gonna have some kind of prejudice or racist thoughts towards black people. All white people do. I don't give a damn who you. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, what what needs to happen or what can what can be done to change how the police are trained or how they go about, you know, working in the field. Um, and lately, what's been thrown around and talked about, it and even. Um, committed to in some states um, is the funding and even disbanding of the police. So is this what you think it should be? Like, how, do you support the defunding of the police or disbanding? Or, I mean, we already kind of talked about some things that could be done, but what else do you think could be done if not defunding? I mean, the whole defunding term is used, it's being used very loosely. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not for defunding the police, but I'm definitely for the funding them to a point, like if if the police are not using their funds correctly, 
or for the right things, yeah, take that money away and put it somewhere else. The dude sent me, sent me a, a chart in Atlanta, Georgia. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. In Atlanta, Georgia, they said that they – let me get that post real quick. Give me two, 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 two seconds. All right. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> But basically in the state of Atlanta, I mean city of Atlanta, majority of their city funding is going straight to the police. It was like the what was it? The the fund was like six 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 billion dollars or something like that. Like six six hundred billion dollars. No, that's my bad, $600 million, something like that. The police department was getting like $275 million of that money. And it was like, and you look, and then it was like community development and like something was only getting like $23,000. Mm-hmm. How are we doing this? To, and y'all, they, they, they wonder why the, so, so many like different communities are so fucked up because y'all ain't put no money in there. Like, that, why the kids out here, you know, so, like doing something not supposed to because you're not funding them and putting them in the right position for stuff. Y'all too busy want amp up the police department. So yeah, defund them. Put that money where it should be going. If y'all feel as though the stupid ass quote black on black crime is an issue, well, put money towards that where we can fix it. Take kids out of these bad environments, put them, like, come on, give us like some, some more community centers where these kids can, or these, like just give, like put it somewhere it, it will work because at the end of the day, police ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Defund them, but don't dismantle them. That's how I see it. So I don't know. I feel like we need to know what exactly the funding is when it comes to the police department because I don't I don't want it to be a situation where they um, defund the police department but like it causes them to act even more crazier like and to Mm -hmm. just be doing whatever like don't take money or defund the police department then they don't have body cameras and then that's another reason why you know things are not arrests or stops are not um being recorded um you also don't want it to be turned into a situation where like oh we don't have um enough funds for police departments in certain communities where they can't respond when we need them to respond Right. Um, to certain things um, and then also like you don't want to take money from them and then it's the issue of like them not being paid and feeling like they don't need to do their job correctly because they're not being paid enough to do it correctly so it's, it's, it's tricky I would I feel like I would need to know exactly um, what that would look like because it could it can I feel like they could twist that to, and it can hurt us way more. Like it hurt us worse than help us. Right. So. Yeah, I feel like um, cause I, I I'm just I recall when you said that. I recall I think that was in New York. Uh, the cop had the little press conference and pretty much was saying how 
uh, I forgot all of what he said, but that's some bullshit right there, dog. Yeah, <laughs> he um, you know, went on that basically like they treat they treat him like animals and this and that, blah blah. blah. But <clears throat> that to that point, I'm saying that because I feel like you know that could be what they try to do um, with the defunding stuff. So yeah, I, I think we need more details on exactly what it is. I know the word defunding means like take the money away and then the money goes away, but we pretty much want them to reallocate. Um, some of that money because like Kevin said if, if they're getting pretty much a third of the city uh, revenue you know what I mean like they he, there's no way he should be shooting somebody as he runs away at a Wendy's parking lot um, you know you, you're getting a third of the city's money and you're not training these guys properly um, they're not spending enough hours in training even in Prince George I know that they said I think I read the police chief is trying to change it or up it but it was only like 18 hours a year and then he said that he was trying to increase it to 40 hours a year. Hold on. He said what? He said, if I'm – now, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. I can look it up later and fact check myself. But I believe he said the training was like 18 hours a year. And he wanted to increase it to 40 hours a year. So I was, again, talking to hold my up. brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> now, hold on. For real, this is some serious stuff. I have to take 40 hours a year – to maintain my social work license. Like, are you are you serious? 18 hours, bro? That's loud. Yeah, that's, I believe that's what he said. Oh. And, you know, he mm. was, uh, he said he wanted to up it to 40. So I, I was telling my uh, little brother, I was like, even 40? Yeah, it is 18. So to read this real quick, it says, upon completion of the police academy, deputies are required to complete an annual minimum of 18 hours of in-service training to maintain certification as law enforcement officers. So, and I told him, I said, so even if you're up at the 40, I said, that's a work week. I said, that's not enough training for officers who have to go through so many different scenarios when you're in live action, you know what I mean? Like they get thrusted into so many different things, like 40 hours of training, you're not gonna know how to handle every situation that could possibly happen in the street based off of a work week of training. I don't, I don't think that's too bad because think about it. It's 12 months, right? I mean, you got to get – hold on. Let me, let me do my math better. You know what I mean? I'm tripping. Yeah, no. My nah, thing bro. is you got to put in at least three hours of training each month. My thing is you, it should be – I think it, if they bump it up, the mandatory training each month, 12 months of training, basically, situ like just if they do training each month on different scenarios, di different interactions, and stuff like that, it'll be pretty, it'll be okay. Because, like, with me, when I was in the army, we did training like some, some type of training each month. There was some mandatory training that you had to go with, had to be written off, all that. And you had to be like efficient at it. You can't be bull jiving in that joint. You, you gotta know what you're doing. But my thing is, yeah, that need to be bumped up more. You know, what I mean, with you guys handling weapons, dealing with people and stuff like that, you, know, you need I'm 120 saying. hours a year. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I, I like, think it needs. Nah, it need to be up there, like somewhere in the close to the hundreds, because it's 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 so much that you gotta deal with in the everyday, like. On the on the trail, on you know, you got kids, you got adults, you got black, you got white, you got Hispanic, you got, you know, this this community is a little safer than that one. It's so many different scenarios and how 
you need to process those things in 18 hours is not going to cut it. So, you know, and that's, I, I, I honestly think that in some of these cases, um, we're going to see the cops kind of turn on each, not each other, but on their departments because they're going to blame, I wasn't properly trained to handle these situations. I, you know, I, I, I acted out of fear because I've only been on the force for six months and, you know, stuff like that. They're going to start to blame their department, especially if the defunding stuff starts to happen because what reason would they didn't have to protect their department? So it definitely needs to increase um, because then if that happens and these situations still occur, then it's like, okay, you're definitely just acting on personal you know, uh, feelings or whatever, because you've been trained. You you spend more than enough time in a training room to understand how you should act on these things. So um, it definitely got to go up. And that's just in this area. So I don't know what it is, you know, anywhere else, but I had heard that and I'm like 18 hours, that's it? And then another thing in PG County is if if you don't, you know, they got to go shooting like once a month and something like that. And if you don't pass, like they take your gun away, so basically, you you on death duty until you, you know, go out there and shoot. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, we need to yeah, step that up a little bit more. Like, say, like, my thing is, like, we, 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 we're allowing things to happen. And these police departments are allowing people to slide in the cracks, come in and be police officers. But, like, if you... Uh, if you're a police officer, like that's, I'll be having a conversation with people about the whole holding police to a higher standard because, like, in the military, like, if I'm just talking about disciplinary actions, like, if I'm a, if I'm a soldier and I get in trouble or I disobey an order or I act in a certain way that puts me and my fellow soldiers in jeopardy or something like that or make a bad a bad decision you we don't get no chances of like oh oh it was justified no bro like if i make a mistake say like it's a board nation and or i'm getting complaints from the city and there's multiple complaints about the same thing they need to be disciplined to the point that it gets to their head, like I ain't gonna make that, I ain't gonna make those mistakes again. Like in the military, if we make some mistakes and we get in trouble, we get put on 45 days of extra duty, 45 days of reduced pay. So you may work nine to five, but from six to 12, you doing extra work and you doing that for 45 days. Even on Sundays, even on your days off, you come in there working and you ain't getting your full check. That's going to hit home. That's going to make you think like, bro, like, you know, I'm messing my payments on my whip, you know, and, you know, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to make you think about doing that. And like people that know about it, they be like, bro, I don't want to do that never again. You you losing time and your money and you might get your rank taken too. Not until sometimes you get your rank taken too, so that's gonna be less money in your pocket anyway. So they need something to that effect. That's the only way we're gonna hopefully get this to die down. Yeah, and I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, um, like, because I wasn't clear on how you were like your stance on it. So you were saying you think they need more time, um, 
at the, the gun range? Okay. Or shooting, I'm sorry, you said they go shooting once a month, and are you saying they need more time? They need, they need like, situational training. Like, like, of course, if you take, like, with the, uh, like, what situation where you pull up, I pull up, I'm a police officer, and I'm pulling up to a car, and I run his tags, it says that he's a concealed carry, he has a concealed carry permit. Now that sometimes he might have his gun on him. Okay, so of course I'm gonna be like, all right, you got your gun on us. So now that sometimes you know the laws and stuff like that, I'm not gonna go up there super nervous. I'm gonna go up there like, okay, there's a potential, but have a trainer. It's like, hey, you know, if you gotta disarm them, this is a, it should be a certain procedures that you go through to disarm somebody who has a weapon and stuff like that. It's just like I think the training need to be embedded, like constant, like all the time. And like, oh, so hold on. You're saying like the training that they take at the gun range or whatever. I'm asking questions because I don't really know. Are you saying it's like you want them to have more of like what King Smoke was talking about, about the um, like the different simulations and stuff? Or you're saying that they need more time just like shooting? Just training overall, shooting, interacting. Psyche vibes, like just training, like, like, period. Like, well, I don't think shooting is the issue because clearly they know how to shoot. I think they need additional training as far as like, not like, I like the simulations, I think that's a good idea. But like, I look at it in a different sense of like, I feel like they need like ethics training, they need like like additional training. I feel like they should be trained on like their community. Like, I don't really know. Like I have the thoughts in my head, but I'm just trying to think of all of it. But just training about their community, the community that you're serving. Like, right. what do these, how do these people interact with police officers? How they feel? How has the trust been broken? How, like they need that deep background information. Like I think the additional like, what you say the trainers was when they learn how to fight in the military? What is it? Combatants. Uh, yeah, I think that's good too. So they can learn how to, you know, fight without their weapon. But I think it also, like, it needs to be something that they can kind of, where they can see where we come from or the, the community that they serve, like, why it's like that. Like, all these people aren't bad. They don't all put themselves in, like, terrible situations. Like, things just happen to right. where they're in these situations. This is why this community is like this. This is, you know, these people respect these people in the community. So maybe you can link up with these people and just, just learn how to better serve your community instead of trying to lock or shoot everybody up. And like, yeah. you say stuff like that, it, it brings up the point where somebody heard somebody was like, instead of hiring people outside of these areas come in, you need to hire people in this area for people that know these people, know how these people act, know how to interact with these people without, you know, getting people all riled up and wanting to, you know, cuss and fuss and fight you and shoot you and stuff like that. And that will eliminate a lot of stuff, I believe. If I'm from PG County and I'm from the Clinton area and I become a PG County police officer, Put me where I know all my people at. 
You know what I mean? And then I, I get that, you know, sometimes it's not always, that's not always the case because you may have a county where everybody wants to be a police officer and they just don't have the money for or the room for employment. And then you have other counties where, you know, it's the shortest. So I, so I get like not being able to work within your community, but if you're going to go outside, then you need to have a really like deep knowledge of that community maybe like something should be like it should be mandatory that like your first week or couple weeks on the job you go into that neighborhood and you you know meet the people not on a top you know type level but just go around to like you could tell them you're a cop but just try to like get to know them get the feel of the community exactly right I, i thought about that like you know where if a police officer shift is like nine to five, so give that police officer within that shift an hour or hour and a half to go into the in, into the community, talk to people, you know, figure out like what can we do to make our relationship better for this community, this and that. And I think, like you said, I think that would make a lot of things better if they know, like, oh, if you call the police, oh, such and such gonna pull up. Oh, he. Right. Pulled, you know, he might talk to you, but he ain't gonna—he ain't gonna really lock you up unless you did something stupid. You know, around hey, we, we try not to do nothing stupid because he cool. You know, he ain't gonna give us no problems. Like, have, you want—you want to have people like that, like to build that relationship with. And right? it's not even yeah. awesome, like you know, we want—we want to get cool in the community so we can take advantage and get off what we do wrong. But it's more so of like. You know, give us an example. Nah. Someone that who can understand us, and someone that we know. Like, okay, you might take us to jail for the stuff that we did, but you know, we're not gonna die by being in your custody. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that was a that was a good idea. Cause I don't think I've ever heard that put like that. But yeah, they need like a community relations training. You know what I mean? It could be like Kev said, you can build it in a day. It could be like they say you could you could do it before they get to be a patrol cop or whatever their technical term is. You know, maybe the first two weeks of training is to kind of walk the community or, or get on the community just to get familiar, um, learn different stuff or whatever, whatever, so that they're you're so that they're comfortable too because that's a lot of what their excuses that they fear for their life because of the environment they're in. But if you get mm-hmm. comfortable, then that changes. And then yeah. me being a teacher. You know, I don't, I can't recall. I can't say that it doesn't happen, but I don't recall. Um, they don't send recruiters for police officers in the schools, but they send army recruiters. So if you can come steal my student to go fight for this country, why you can't come get him so he can protect the community? So mm-hmm. come come to the school and, 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 and educate us on the dilemma that's, that, we're, that we're going through. You know what I mean? Because all cops aren't bad, so... You know, if you get into the school, then you can impact change on on a on a level with the kids, and they say, yeah, you know, unfortunately, we're in a time where we have some cops who abuse the power, or you know, whatever, whatever, and you can tell them, but it's because they don't come from they don't come from here. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm from here, or I'm familiar with here, because you know, like you said, you don't always <clears throat> have to work where you live because that's where you're from. Sometimes you can love another place just as much. But you exactly. got to familiarize yourself with it. So there's a lot of different things they could do. Um, you know, like we say, I think defunding the way the word gives off is not necessarily maybe the best thing, but reallocating 
is a hundred percent. Yeah, they need to reallocate some stuff. Um, Cause it, the way it's been ain't working. You know what I mean? So giving a third of the money that that's still crazy. A third of the money and he don't know how to handle that situation is is not. And another thing that I think would definitely help out like these communities is like take these like I think a lot of a lot of these areas and a lot of these police departments and stuff like that. So a lot of these cities and states and stuff like that need to take serious about people you know, sending these complaints about these police officers and their interactions instead of like, hey, you know, I've seen videos where, you know, people going to actually like, you know, I'm trying to file a complaint. Police officers like, you know, what's the, what's the complaint about? You know, they, they want to know all that. Like, no, let me put my complaint in. And I think with that, I think it should be like a special department for that. Like, no, I don't have to go to the police department to put a, a complaint in. I can go to you know, public trust or whatever it's called to put a complaint in for, you know, so and so, and it goes from there. And and I think that will help out a lot too. And also having uh, community, you know, how they be having town hall meetings, like have a town hall meeting just for the police. The police chief come in there, lieutenants and stuff like that. And you have the people of that city or that area come in and tell them like, hey, we're having an issue with this. That's what we need to be fixed. Officer so-and-so is a jackass. He comes in my neighborhood, starting trouble for no reason. You know, put it out there. I you think know? that's good. And I think that's, that's a couple of things that came to my mind. Like, yeah. But to your point of the um, having a place to go, I guess, to file a complaint against officers, um, for D.C., I know if you go to Mayor Muriel Bowser's um, Instagram, she has the information to where you could, like the website where you could go fill out a complaint. I posted it on my IG, but I got it from her page, so it's still there. Y'all can go look at it. Okay. All my DC people, there you go. Um, but hold on, my bad, my bad. No, you can go But, uh, but uh, I found a little chart. So basically, the breakdown for the city of Atlanta was $678 million proposed for a general fund budget. $217.6 million went to the police. The parks, Park and Recs got $40.7 million. City Planning got $20.8 million. The Public Defenders, $3.9 million. Come on, man. Uh, the Ethnic Wars got one6 Citizen Review Board got uh, $940 million, and grants and city development only got $313,000. Did you say education at all on there? No, no <laughs> education, right? But city, remember, the city and review board got $940,000, not million. But you see that? The police get all the money. And you wonder why the community fucked up. Yeah, I mean, like if that uh, there was the responsibility should be viewed much higher, especially when the the money the paper trail shows that they're getting a lot of the funds. Like you 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 have a responsibility just off of how much money that you get. 
and they neglect that. You know, I, I again, I don't know what the true training is in different in different offices and stuff. It seems as if in a lot of places across the country, um, is not to protect and serve and and to be of a help to to your your community. It seems to be, you know, arrest who you can, kill who you can't, and you're all right with us. So you know, it, it's 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 one of them things, man, where it's like. We are doing our best to take control and, you know, get get on top of it. And, you know, we've been protesting for days and, and it hasn't stopped. Um, the violence and stuff has seemed to stop on our end. So what other steps do you think we can take outside of violence and destruction? And even I'll even venture to ask taking it past protests. You know what I mean? Because I, I know that that's what we're, what we're doing and that's that's what the rallying cry is right now. And that's good. But at a certain point, we're going to have to move past just the protest. So what do you think the next steps could be um, to, to secure that change as well? Well, voting for sure is one. Two, just becoming familiar with um, your state, local state um, senators and governors and stuff like that. Definitely be aware of that. And then also like it's different ways like you can voting is definitely one like vote to who you feel that's going to support you know your community in the best way possible but then it's like you can get information um about like your city officials and you can send them letters like if there is an outpour of like letters and things like that then they have to respond Get the news involved if you have to. Like, make that joint go public. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's how I see it. Like, I've seen on Beyonce, I don't think it's on her page, but somebody, um, like, posted it on Instagram somewhere of a letter that she sent to the um, AG of, I don't remember the state, but um, basically saying that you know, he needs to prosecute the officers that killed, um, what's her name, Brianna? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it, it starts there, like write letters all day long. Yeah, because they're going to get tired of hearing, hearing about it. And like, like, like what you said, you know, voting is going to be huge, but voting is not going to be as good as if you, if you don't know who you're voting for. So I think us knowing who we're voting for, what they stand for, what they're trying to, you know, uh, put out there for us, like laws and regulations or, you know, so forth, whatever. Um, I think we need to, like, push these, whoever they are, representatives, congressmen, senators, to come here hold these uh, rallies and whatever you want to call it and talk to us. Like, tell us what, how you feel. Like, where you coming from? I think we don't get that a lot. We just get, oh, such and such is running for county exec. Who the hell are you? Like, you ain't come talk to us. You ain't put your platform out there where you stand for, who you want to be, who you, you know, who you represent and stuff like that. Like, we need to know these things. And also another thing I've been thinking about is like starting organizations, you know, organizations for, you know, for the community. 
get back to like community days, you know, where we come out, we talk, we, we get to know our neighbors, we find out who's who, we find out, you know, this things like that where we can come together better than us. Because we have, black people, we have come to a point where we don't, we, in certain, certain situations, people don't even know who their neighbor is. You know what I mean? Like, being able to go out and know who your people are and what they represent and stuff like that would be good. But the whole starting of like an organization or like a, like a county organization where, I mean, listen, like my boy said, we might have to start the Black Panthers again, you know, get us out there, you know, knowing, knowing our rights, knowing the, you know, having a, a code where, you know, we don't go against our own people no more. You know, we we protect ourselves, we protect what's ours and stuff like that, but we can't, we were, we, black people, we always had this saying like, you know, we crabs in a barrel, you know what I mean? You know, we always trying to pull the next one down. Like, nah, bro, you ain't getting out. Like, so, uh, but that's how I feel. Voting, knowing who you vote for, and like having these organizations and associations for the community. I think that will help a lot. Because we got a lot of people out here with a lot of knowledge that can help. We just got to be able to listen. Yeah, I, um, it's so many things, like you said. I mean, it's no right or wrong answer, honestly. It's like as long as we're throwing out creative ideas to continue to push us forward, it's, I'm all for it. Um, voting, like you said, is definitely one. And I think y'all both put pieces together, knowing who we're voting for. Because, you know, a lot of times they say get out and vote. But they don't tell you who to vote for. So, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I voted, but... I voted for this person. Oh, damn, I didn't realize that that was a person I shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's it got to be a little more direct. Like, you know, the message got to be go vote for such and such because such and such is the perfect candidate. Not perfect, but, you know, the candidate is going to get this done or whatever, whatever. Like, we got to be more direct in, in that voting message. Um, um, damn, I had my thought. It, it, it lost me for a second. Um, but I, I think, too, we have to continue to educate ourselves you know what I mean like we don't know everything and, and for a long time we've neglected um the information you know because like you said we, we we didn't we've distanced ourselves you know what I mean to the point where we don't know our neighbors or or we don't want to talk to the person across the street or the family across the street because we feel this way um and we, we've distanced ourselves as a community and and this is a time where we need to rejoin that and bring that bond back together so whether it's through community events whether it's through you know what I mean, uh, town halls or whatever it is, um, we got to get back to being a unit so that when we go into these establishments or we go into these political um, uh, uh, rallies or affiliations or whatever, it's not just a couple of us. You know, it's not a sprinkle of Black people trying to inflict change. It's, a, it's an entire group um, where it's like you can't avoid this conversation. You have to address it and you have to take it serious. So um, I think that we're starting to see that um, you know what I mean, where we're unifying because we have a, a common enemy, um, but we have to continue that mindset even when the enemies don't seem as if they're the same. 
Um, so I, I think those are kind of like the simplest ways uh, to continue to push forward past just protesting because, you know, at a certain point, we got to put action behind behind what we're doing. Um, and I think it's happening, don't get me wrong, but I, I hope that it continues to happen. Because um, at a certain point, you know, people are not going to walk the streets every day, but in that, in that like, it's going to be to do to create something else or get something else done. Um, so, as you know, we're talking about what we could do and what we've been doing, um, and that leads to what some companies do. So, you know, a lot of companies now in the last week or so have come out and given a response or a statement saying how Black Lives Matter and how they support the causes or whatever, whatever. Um, do you think that those responses are genuine and are they responding too late? Um, or how do you just feel about them overall? Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you straight up. Y'all can probably vouch with me. If you ain't on Ben and Jerry's level, I don't want to hear the Ben and Jerry's, they say, oh, we for the black people. We we don't stand with no races. Like, Ben and Jerry's, they some, they some real motherfuckers. I told you, hey, listen, they got arrested before. I'm like, hey, you know, certain people, they can keep their apologies in their back pocket for the rest of their lives. I don't want to hear it. Because it's like, some of them was like some, some BS copy-paste. You know, there's a bunch of copy and paste apologies out there. We don't want to hear it. Um, you know, it's a lot of companies out here that we, we really, like, we knew what they was going to put out was going to be solid. It was going to be supportive from the jump. And Ben & Jerry's was one of them. Nike. Um, who else? Some other ones, but one apology I do want to talk about is NFL. I have an issue with that. You're going to go in there and say that we're sorry. We should have been listening. Blase, blase, blah. All the, you can blow smoke up my ass all you want. I ain't going to want to hear it because you should know these issues where when the NFL is 75% black. All your, pretty much all the players on the, on the field are going to be black. And you're not going to listen to them? Oh, now you want to be sorry for being sensitive about the subject and not taking it serious? Bullshit. That's why everybody about to be kneeling to the national anthem. All them white people, they can be upset. They think, about it. they think it's about the flag. Oh, well. You be all right. I will continue to piss in your Cheerios if you want to be mad. So what? But my thing is, he should have went about his uh, he should have went about his statement way better than what he did. Colin Kaepernick put his career on the line to push a, to push an agenda. He wasn't talking about the American flag. He was talking about police brutality and the injustice that black people are people of color, even people of color, period, that we're, we've been enduring for 400 years. And he wasn't trying to hit a man out because he took a knee during the national anthem. Hmm. Oh, well, bro. Roger Goodell, you still a clown on me, yo. And I agree, but I feel like it was other black 
football players who wasn't willing to step up and speak out. And what I hate about, like, what blows me about the whole situation and other situations like this is that Black people feel or some people feel that if they take a knee or they whatever, it's going to mess up their mind. If y'all all doing it as a collective, they're going to give in because they need y'all. Exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you can't be mad at the owner or commissioner, whatever you call them. I mean, like, yeah, you could be mad at him, but you can't be solely, like, 100% just mad at him because there's other black NFL players that wasn't trying to put their money on the line for a good cause. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, with the, the NFL joint, it, the what I, uh, maybe maybe I'm I don't know maybe I let people off the hook a little bit I don't know I don't think so but what I with these companies and their apologies or their statements or whatever um, I think that we give too much expectations to people just because we spend our money with them you know what I mean like. I don't expect, and we talk about NFL, for example, I don't expect Jerry Jones. I don't expect Daniel Snyder. I don't expect Robert Kraft. I don't expect any of these rich-ass white men to have a pure, genuine statement about the way Black people are hurting. They are not Black. So they don't understand fully what we go through. Do they have a, do they have a knowledge of it? Yes, because, you know, they're not stupid. They employ black players, and I'm pretty sure they hear a, a million different stories that, over their time of ownership. But I don't expect them to have a have a plan in place to help us. So I don't look for them to give me that that word. You know what I mean? Like some of them, and and, and you know, to to my knowledge, I don't think any of them have come out and said too much of anything. Even still, they're they're standing or hiding behind. Well, the NFL came out and said something for us, so that's how we feel. Okay, if that's what you want to say, dude, cool. But you're not getting no ounce of respect from me for it, you know what I mean? Like, what I think the power is in is in the players, and that's what they're losing to. So the reason why I think it's resonated to the point where Roger Goodell had to sit in front of his camera and make that statement was because you saw all of the players make that video together. And you saw your, your players who – um, you know, normally might not say too much, um, join in and be a part of it. Because, like, with Colin Kaepernick, when that happened, in my opinion, like, Malcolm Jenkins was supporting him, but he wanted to do it his way. And doing it his way took away from what Colin was trying to trying to do. And it, it created that divide amongst people who were, yeah, we're going to protest, but we're not going to kneel. We're going to stand with our fist in the air. Or, you know, we want to start a coalition and Colin and I be a part of it, or whatever the case may have been. So, um, you know, I, I think some of these people's statements are genuine. Like, I think Nike is killing it. Um, I think Nike is at the forefront of everything in a good way. Um, even with Juneteenth coming up, they were the first company to say, yeah, y'all take the day. Like, we, we got y'all Juneteenth. Like, um, you know, some other companies are shaky, you know. Chick-fil-A is still shaky. Starbucks is super shaky. Um, you know what I mean? It's like... I, but I just don't expect much from them. Like I, I just, I just don't. I've already decided who will and won't get my money. Um, you know what I mean? And that's how I'm going about it. And it's, I just don't expect people to have a plan for us when they're not us. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Reebok had a And good- I think my issue is like, my issue was not, like you said, I don't expect white people or any other race to really hold us down like the black people. Like I put it more on them, like black people who have money, who have power, who have a like powerful platform to stand on. Like I expect you to do more. Like if white people want to do something too, thank you. I appreciate it. But like, I feel like as a black man, black woman, you are obligated. And that's where I like really I expect it from. But I mean, it's nice to know that where your money is going, at least that person or that owner, you know, have similar values to you and respect yeah. your dollar, I guess. Yeah. I think um, uh, Reebok had a had a good one, bro. They had me dying laughing. Okay. It was like, without, without y'all, it wouldn't be no us. Like, they said straight up, like, yo, without the black people, like, Reebok would be a like will be nothing, and that's facts. A lot of these companies will be nothing without us, but we have to understand that we have to come to a conclusion like, hey, we're not going to support these people because they don't really support us. Gucci, Prada, Dior, Louis Vuitton ain't come out and say nothing about what was going on, but they gonna still get the black people dollar because we are so you know, locked in on, oh, I got to have the hottest gear, you know, I got to have that Dior hoodie. And, nah, nigga, you look That's stupid. They can get my ass and I ain't got no Gucci or Louis. Me neither. Bad enough, we had uh, whatever that dude name is, man, for Louis Vuitton that do the off-white. He oh, yeah. $50, though. That's all you he could have kept. He could have kept that simple shit. That's all you got, bro. Fifty dollars? Come on, G. Come on, yo. But they, he he kind of coonish anyway. So he 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 coon all the time. He getting that white man dollar. He he don't he don't want mess with nobody. Got white woman, all that. He be alright, bro. I bet your mama yeah. loves it. <laughs> Um, and in the wake in the wake of this, you know, we have had some some positive things or some. It depends on how you view it, but it's positive. It's the inkling of change. So uh, last week, Mario Bowser, um, you know, implemented or, or renamed the street Black Lives Matter Plaza right in front of the White House, which I thought was like, ah, oh, Jesus, that was the best part to me. Um, but how do you feel about about that? You know, how do you feel about Having that name, you know, it's, it's obviously it's not enough, but what what emotions did that did that evoke for you, if any at all? Um, I think that was a, a huge move for her. You know, a lot of people gave her a little, you know, some little attitude like, oh, that's not enough, or you're not really for DC, this isn't that, man. Shut like, I think that's what's wrong with black people, bro. Like, we just can't take, we, we don't like taking our wins when we can. Like, that is, like, huge, young, to put something like that in front of the White House where, you know, we got somebody in office that people try to say, oh, he does care about the black people and stuff like that. Nah, like, I think that was a huge move, you know, like, I like that. It's cool. One day I'm going to get down there to go see it, uh, you know, after the coronavirus died down, but 
uh, other than that, like I think that I like that, like that that so that showed a lot of courage for her to do. Because I don't think nobody else would have done that. Listen, that's a boss move by a black woman. <laughs> okay, like she did that. I feel I feel as though she did that to be. Like to support us, but at the same time be shady to Donald Trump to have that joint like right in front of the White House. So I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it, and I love how she did it because him, like, yeah, I like it. Um, but hmm. So that was that was random though. Yeah, I, I just feel like it was a boss move on her part to do that like I, I I really like it um I think that I I don't know if I would say that it's progress just because I mean I guess the location of it may be progress but like I posted something today that Trey Songz had wrote, put on Twitter like they had like it's an MLK in every hood so like having a Black Lives Matter sign, street sign, like, is that, you know, it's cool. I like it. I like it. I love it. But, I right. mean, we have an MLK sign. We have schools, like, <laughs> but what is what is changing? Right. I, I agree. I, I felt like in a place which, you know, she's not right there. You know, she's the mayor of, of District of Columbia, which is obviously – I mean, I don't know the statistics. I'm, I'm still going to say predominantly black, even though I know they're gentrifying and, you know, switching it up on us. But, you know what I mean? She's she's in the Capitol. She's at the Capitol, basically, and he, Trump's ass is right there. And she put that shit right on his doorstep. Um, you know what I mean? Like, your racist ass got to see black people on Black Lives Matter Plaza as long as you sit in this motherfucking office. So, you know, I don't, I don't know the inner workings of politics, but I feel like she did what she could do in a genuine way to show her support without having to brag, you know, boast about it and still remain political because she mm-hmm. it's tough for her. You know what I mean? She has to, she has to rub elbows with these people to get the things that she needs to get done for her city. So, yeah. um, you know what I mean? It was like her way of being like, yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and drop this street on y'all. Uh, you know, like, it was, some, it was some tough ass shit that she did. You know, I don't think right. it's enough, obviously. It's not like, oh, we got a street, we're good. No, that's not it. But, you know, for her to, to for her to show that, you know, it was a good time. And it, it did give us some hope. Um, if nothing else, you know, people were positive. People celebrated it. We still celebrate it. Um, it appears as if we're going to take care of it. That's the one thing with black people. Like, can we get some shit and keep it and take care of it? Um, but I loved it, you know what I mean? It was a great sign, and like I said, it, it was a symbol of hope, if nothing else, um, you know what I mean, for us to continue fighting and continue, and feel like we had support in higher places. Um, so I, I definitely was in support of it. It was a surprise, like Kev said, I, you know, he, he didn't hear plans of it. He didn't get the blueprint before it came out, and mm-hmm. then he woke up. You know, oh, shit, we got a street, we got a plaza. So, <laughs> right. Like, right. Could do nothing but be happy about that. I was like, that's cool. And man. a lot of, I, and a lot of people, I feel, um, I would say some people, some black people may have said this, but majority white or other races, some people are like feeling some type of way about 
our whole Black Lives Matter thing. Like, they want to compare, like, all lives matter and all this other stuff. So, like, I don't know. Like, how would y'all, I guess, explain? Because I have a good, a good, like, little thing that I've been explaining to people what Black Lives Matter mean, why we say it, as opposed to all lives matter at this time. So how would y'all, like, explain it or try to put it for somebody who doesn't understand, who always wants to say all lives matter? I'm going to put it the way somebody posted it the other day. Somebody posted it, right? You know, it's kind of sad, though, right? They posted a picture of uh, New York City with the World Trade Centers, right? It's like saying all buildings matter. But they're trying to say, like, it's just like, so the Twin Towers are saying, you know, Twin Towers matter. And it's like, people are like, oh, no, all buildings matter. But the Twin Towers got their ass lifted the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's like, you saying all lives matter. Yes. We say this. Yes. All lives matter. But until black lives matter, that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the white people. The white people. These fuckers are so privileged to the point that they are so quick to be like, "Oh my god!" Like you guys are doing this against no, no motherfucker. Y'all, y'all had y'all time. Bro. Like we about to, it's like time for us to really take over. And they pushed this Black Lives Matter. I mean, Blue Lives Matter, White Lives, White Lives Matter. All lives matter, like no motherfucker. Black lives matter. That's it. If you want to push this narrative of all lives matter, then all right, come on, let's, let's let's push it then. If I commit the same crime, you commit the same crime. You better go to jail same as a, as as long as I go to jail for. You better not get probation without without me getting probation. If all lives matter, you know what I mean. If that's the technical. That's that's the technical. Like we gotta put it like that. Oh. Yeah, um, it's so many different. <laughs> it's like people so stupid. many different ways to to sarcastically educate these fuckers on why we say what we say. Because I I like to make you feel stupid while I teach you. Um, so it's just so many different ways I could we could do it. Um, but I would venture to say like it was a it was a professor I think it's a video from some years some years ago he was in a class full of pretty much white kids. Um, and he'd ask them, you know, like, would you want to be black or would you, you know, accept the treatment that blacks go through? Like, nobody, everybody was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to go through that. So it's like, well, if you can admit that you don't want to go through it, then you can admit that you understand what Black Lives Matter is about, correct? Like, like it's like you got to put them in a point of where they have to admit to it without knowing that they're admitting to it and then be like, get them to kind of backtrack. It's, it's just like, ah. <laughs> I hate the I hate that answer of all lives matter. It's like a it's the biggest fucking cop out ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like when your son come home with with you know a report card and he got he failed gym and you like why you got he like, all grades my nose nigga. So many different things, man. It's, I, I, it's still I hate that I hate that that response. But it just shows that, you know, they can't let us have nothing. It's like, you know what we go through. You know our issues. But you can't, you are so, you know, you just don't want to admit to it. Because then you have to accept your role in it. 
Um, so they, they counteract us with, with, with the bullshit. And the funny thing you say is that it's like, without, that's all I say, without black people, bro, yeah. this I world would be Because, one, if it wasn't for us, a lot of this stuff that, or, I mean, a lot of this stuff, this is like our culture, period. Everybody want to be black so bad until when it's time to be really black. You oh y'all want to rap like us? I want to dress like us. I want to look like us. Oh, but when it's time to really be black, y'all asses are oh no no no. Jesus, that's not not me. (laughs) My parents are such and such. Like no 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 no, bro, you you out here with Daquan and them. Oh, you want to sag your pants like a get your get your? It's it's shit like that that bother me. Fucking bunch of nut jobs, bro. But they what's your what's your perfect response to it? Um, well, I've seen it on um, it was something on social media. I don't know. I've been on so many them different ones. I can't remember where I got it from, but it's similar to Kevin's example, but. Um, I think it was the girl that said this. She was basically like, so if if your house is on fire and you go outside to your neighbor and you're like, you know, your house is burning, you all in a panic, whatever. And your neighbor says, you know, well, all houses matter. You're going to be like, nigga, what? My house is on fire right now. So basically, that's what it's saying. Like, yes. Yes, in reality, all lives matter. But at the same time, right now, our house, the Black house, is currently burning because of all of this social injustice. So right now, we need the focus. Right. Something similar, like, if what we're facing, if it happened to you, like, yes, we would support that the same way. But right now, y'all are not experiencing that. Yeah. Never have. So... That's, I mean, that's the example. I had to explain that. I actually had to explain that to my mom because she was like, awesome, you know, all lives matter type stuff too. And I was like, (laughs) but she was like, she wasn't coming from a bad place. She was just like, black. she was like, black lives matter. And she was like, all lives matter too. And I was like, but mom, you gotta realize we're not saying black lives matter more than your right. your white life or your whatever. We're saying Black Lives Matter right now. And I gave her the whole more example I just gave. And she was like, you know what, that really, I, I see what y'all, why y'all saying that. That really makes sense. Like, so. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, I, I think it's a little bit of education. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think to get to the All Lives Matter point, we have to see the change in which we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Then we can get to the point of being able to say all lives matter. But like you said, in this current time and for the past ever, you know what I mean? It's been, we aren't getting our just due in anything that we do. But like Kev mm-hmm. said, but they they sure do capitalize and take from us every chance they get. So, you know, until we get to the point of feeling equal and feeling um, that we have justice on our side, then no. We're not about to talk about no all lives, nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's gonna be a minute. So they're gonna they're gonna have to and go honestly, ahead and chill on that. Honestly, for me, like if okay, like say tomorrow we wake up, we on, we hear on the news that an officer 
kills like an unarmed white dude. Like he does nothing wrong. Like I'm gonna support that just as much as I support Black Lives Matter because at the end of the day, it's wrong. Like in my mind, my first thing I would probably say is like, well, damn, now y'all see how we feel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's still wrong. And I'm going to voice that that's still wrong. I'm not going to say, because then that will make me racist too. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, oh, well, he deserved it or, well, that's what he get. No, at the end of the day, it's wrong. Now maybe your, your culture or your ethnic group can finally see what we've been facing over the years. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it's wrong. If I can't support that, then I can't be mad at people who are not supporting us and who don't understand us. Because at the end of the day, it's wrong regardless. That's facts. Um, so as we wrap, I'm going to change how, how I presented this a little bit. I want to make it a little more. I want to make it mean a little more. Because Juneteenth is Friday. <laughs> so the turn up is not Jalapa. Not July 4th. The turn of his June team. So mm-hmm. 45, as Kev like to call him, had originally planned uh, to have his first re-election rally in Oklahoma City uh, or Tulsa, Oklahoma, whatever, Oklahoma, which is a historic um, site for uh, a massacre of killing on African-Americans. He wanted to have it on Juneteenth, you know. So he pushed it back a day. woo but I want to end on giving um, your message to 45. So everybody about to give a message to 45 about what he's trying, what he tried to do, um, and how you know how we how we want to go about it uh, respectfully. So you can say whatever you want. So what's your message to 45 right now for trying to have a a re-election rally in Oklahoma on Juneteenth? He right, you racist and you dead wrong for what you're trying to do. Right. And if I say what I really want to say, I don't know, they might pull up my door and arrest me. Go ahead. They might arrest me. I ain't going to say what I really want to say. But I don't know. It might, something might pop off. Y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say it's about the same thing, man. You did wrong, bro. Like, like who actually told you that it was like this shit was gonna be cool? Like, like what made you think this would be like the smartest idea? Like at the end of the day, you know, on a day where your people massacred thousands of black people. For having their own shit, you know what I mean, and you know, I I just hope, bro. You know, I've been seeing posts like people saying that they've been purchasing tickets or they've been, um, they've been um, reserving seats for the joint, like black people. So basically, <laughs> they ain't gonna be able to have people sit there where you know you already reserved your seat, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I reserved my seat, but I ain't going." You know, shit like that would be funny, but at the end of the day, bro, that's that's, a, that's fucked up. You know, you're wrong. You like people gonna look back on his presidency and be like, 
you really did that? And he's going to be like, yeah, I did it. And he's going to feel good about it. But at the end of the day, you know, only God going to judge him at the end of the, when it's all over with. God bless him. But fuck him. Y'all being nice as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all being super nice. Uh, I'm not going to be nice to 45. Fuck 45. <laughs> um, what I'm is, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. You a bitch. I hope you melt in that fucking sun. Uh, I hope you give all of your white supporters that you gave a million tickets to in a venue that can only hold like 1,500 people. Hope all you bitches get coronavirus. Uh, you know what I mean? Y'all can spread it amongst yourselves and quarantine right there where you killed us at so you can be right in that land too, you dirty bitches. Uh, fuck Trump. I don't. I don't play that shit. Cause, cause he he knew what Juneteenth was. He he tried to act mm-hmm. like he don't. He tried to act like he don't understand shit. Or I or I didn't know. You know I'm a, I'm gonna push it back for my black supporters. No, push it back because you a bitch and you should never did in the first place. Anybody that works for you should smack the shit out your ass. And I'm a I'm a poison your your tan bottle. So next time you come out, you come out purple. Fuck him. <laughs> Juneteenth we gonna turn up. I'm not turning up for July fourth. Fuck, I'm not doing it. Juneteenth is it. So on all the ten and other parties, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit them up. I'm gonna be the tenth person at each party I'm at, and we're gonna be lit for Juneteenth, man. I feel like it's time. I feel like Nike giving us the paid holiday for all my people. Uh, you know, other people are recognizing what this day is about, and and it's about goddamn time. So he can have his rally on the twentieth, but we're gonna be too turned up from the nineteenth to even pay attention to that shit. Fuck him. <laughs> But another thing I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, young, it'll be funny as hell if we just go, you know, if people in that area, black people, would just hold a protest the whole time. What they gonna do, bro? Fighters? And I will say, I, I don't want any of us to do anything about it. And this is what I said uh, last week. I want us to be so unbothered because we don't expect him to do anything else. We expect you to do this fuckboy shit. So we're going to let you mm-hmm. have your moment. We're going to let y'all enjoy with y'all. Y'all, yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump, fuck, go ahead. Y'all go ahead. We don't, we don't want no pop. We're not going to interrupt you. We're not going to try to rain your parade. Do what y'all do. We are unbothered by your ignorance. That's what I want to get to. Because we're going to have so much fun on the 19th that we don't even care what you do on the 20th. Because your time is coming anyway. Yeah. Your time is coming anyway. So let them have it. I promise. Anybody that listens, no matter how big or small this podcast is, don't don't pay attention to it. Don't be on Twitter <laughs> upset. Fuck. fuck yeah, and I think that's the message we should like try to yeah. send out too. Like, just don't even be bothered. Cause... No, we don't expect nothing else, bro. So we're gonna be we're gonna be relaxing in bed because we had too much fun the day before. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. But again, we got so much to talk about with this, like, the, the topics. And the, the, it's so much, you know, that we got to cut back so we don't bombard everybody with it at one time. So we're going to come back next week with another strong uh, uh, script. Uh, we can tackle some more topics. But again, thank y'all for tuning in. We much love, much appreciate it. Make sure you check out Devin Jahan's The Happy Hour. Uh, we got a beautiful, we said what we said, Black Lives Matter post. Uh, that, that is powerful. You gotta watch it. So it's super good. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.
What do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? Fuck Donald Trump. We're pulling up on the other side of America. Mama let me sip the 40. I was just a shorty. Then I started spitting garlic, and they said record me. I feel like this shit was for me. This shit just my story. Yeah, uh, John at the porch, uh. I got a porch, no take it back. I'm on the block with the killers and hoe at my own, of course. Yeah, I see my mom and dad separate, ain't talking divorce. Said daddy was living by the fire, and he died by the torch. I'm with the eight cases, we like the baby kids. Ain't ever daddy, I listen to suckers the same with that Ray Ray D. I'm telling Smithers and eight cases, and I just was a great eight kid. Ain't on no guy, and we grew up with hitters and did everything they said. Point out the block, we spinning that. Running the spot, we getting that. Give us some work, we flipping that. I'm hitting from Jet, ain't hitting back. Block popping, it was extra sell. Big dog, they ain't showing remorse. I was begging just to catch a sell. Same block, we was going to war. I was praying I ain't catch a shell. Oh, we ain't starting for a thousand nights. Living like we trying to die tonight. Got 40 cent like dynamite. I was fucking out my cop money. Selling soap like it's shining white. OG said you fucking a block up. I was mad, I was trying to fight. Nigga, we home. Mommy at work, daddy he dead. Nigga, we home. Stomach growling like an AMG going to bed. We home. Uzi on me, all my friends are dead, nigga, we home We're pulling live from the other side of America Pulling live from the other side yeah. Same corner where my brothers die yeah. Living like we ain't got care Told my mama I ain't dying here no. 40 on me, I ain't buying beer no. Ain't have a wheel, now I'm flying Lear Bunch of fellas on the jet with me Make a movie like it's kind of Started off in the basement, now it's rooftop Still a brown air Still fighting over cases, I don't bail, nigga, but it's my year Summertime, it get cold out Heater on me like a mind clear Closet bigger than my old house Trapping it to get me in jail Playing with pistols it to get me a hearse But I ain't give a fuck, send me to church Yeah, they gotta catch me in traffic I ain't with none of this ratchet I been trying to run from these caskets All of this pain, but then me nigga You don't want none of this action Go get some money and feed your fam Cause this is a fucking disaster Ooh. We ain't starving for a thousand nights Living like we trying to die tonight Got 40 sound like dynamite I was fucking out my cop money Selling soap like it's shining white OG said you fucking a block up I was mad, I was trying to fight Nigga, we home Mommy at work, daddy he dead Nigga, we home Stomach growling like an AMG Going to bed, we home Uzi on me, all my friends are dead Nigga, we home We're pulling live from the other side of America I always dreamed too of being like on like CNN And being able to express myself in and, and speak for like Do the it. voiceless young men of, uh, of America. The first step I would say, I grew up in America in a ruthless neighborhood where we are not protected by police. Uh, we grew up in ruthless environments. We grew up around murder. You see murder. You see seven people die a week. I think you would probably carry a gun yourself. Would you? Uh, yeah, I probably would. Super good.